Word Machine. Hello, and welcome to episode six of Word Machine, the podcast that looks to put poetry in conversation. My name is Ryan Nance, and I am your host, and I'm so excited that you're here. I've been getting such great response uh, for this podcast, and I'm very grateful for every one of you who are, is listening. Um, I really appreciate everything that you've uh, let me know, and I would love if you could share it with people that you think might like it. And of course, it, you find us on iTunes and give us a, a, a good review. That would help. Um, like us on Facebook or Twitter, which is Word Machine Pod. Um, thank you. Welcome. So poetry is one of those things, it's like often a monument, a statue that you look up against the sky and are meant to bow down to. And I know that's why a lot of people have problems with poetry, is that they feel subjugated <laughs> by poetry because it feels like some sort of like combination lock. They don't know the combination to. And really one of the efforts of the podcast of the Word Machine podcast is to dispense with all of that. Anybody who loves poetry loves it, whether they do it publicly or, or privately. They love it. They don't love what kind of authority it bestows on them, but they love how they find resonance in their own hearts, in their own breath. Um, so, thank you. So today we have a guest reader. She is our producer. Um, she is also a very talented and trained actor. Her name is Devereaux Chumrel. Um, she is not a poet. Uh, she is somebody who came to poetry, who comes to poetry, uh, not feeling like she gets it or feels like she's in a command position, but is interested in the words and the way that the words cue her into something else. Um, obviously, as an actor, she's had a lot of experience dealing with text and trying to figure out intention and meaning in text. Um, and that was one of the reasons I, I wanted her to read, was that I think she has a lot of insight that would help all of us who are not trained actors and not tra trained voice people to figure out how, how do we use our voice to discover things. Poetry is one of those great examples. Some buddy 6,000 years ago could leave us a poem and we could look at it and read it and their, their intention would be available to our breath. Um, and actors know that very well, so I'm very excited to, to welcome Deborah Chumra. The two poems that uh, we worked out together how to pick them. I, I picked the poets, and then I picked a number of poems from each of the poets for Devereaux to, to pick, and she went through and read them all and her, had her own experience about each one, and that was fascinating in its own right. So the two poets are Constantine Cavafy, um, also known as C.P. Cavafy. Uh, he was of Greek descent, but he was born and raised and grew up and lived most of his life in Alexandria in Egypt, which was a Greek colony at one point. But he was there in the 1920s and 1930s, I believe. Um, when it wasn't a colony anymore, it was really just a an enclave. Um, he's an amazing poet uh, in the Alexandria Quartet by Lawrence Durrell. He's referred to as the poet, the old man of the city. Um, the two poems that she looked at from him, one was called The City, which is one of my favorites, uh, also referenced in Alexandria Quartet, and the other one was called Waiting for the Barbarians, which Devereaux just really responded to, and so that's the one she chose. The other poet is a California poet, 
Um, I actually got to go out to dinner with her and a couple other people once when she came to Columbia to read for us. Her name is Linda Gregg. Um, super interesting poet. She was a partner and a friend and a lover of Jack Gilbert. They both lived in Greece for a long time. And so she has a lot of, of poems, even if they're not set in Greece, they have that sort of panorama of humanity that, that Greek classics often provide us. And so I showed Devereaux a number of poems from Linda Gregg to choose from. And the one that she chose is Alone with the Goddess. And so I am so excited to hear Devereaux read these poems, and then we're going to have a little talk afterwards. Thank you again for listening to Word Machine, and please um, reach out and talk to us. I would love to hear from you. Waiting for the Barbarians by C.P. Cavafy Translated by Edmund Keeley What are we waiting for, assembled in the forum? The barbarians are due here today. Why isn't anything going on in the Senate? Why are the senators sitting there without legislating? Because the barbarians are coming today. What's the point of senators making laws now? Once the barbarians are here, they'll do the legislating. Why did our emperor get up so early, and why is he sitting enthroned at the city's main gate in state wearing the crown? Because the barbarians are coming today, and the emperor is waiting to receive their leader. He's even got a scroll to give him, loaded with titles with imposing names. Why have our two consuls and praetors come out wearing their embroidered, their scarlet togas? Why have they put on bracelets with so many amethysts, rings sparkling with magnificent emeralds? Why are they carrying elegant canes beautifully worked in silver and gold? Because the barbarians are coming today and things like that dazzle the barbarians. Why don't our distinguished orators turn up as usual to make their speeches, say what they have to say? Because the barbarians are coming today and they're bored by rhetoric and public speaking. Why this sudden bewilderment, this confusion, how serious people's faces have become? Why are the streets and squares emptying so rapidly, everyone going home lost in thought? Because night has fallen and the barbarians haven't come. Some of our men just in from the border say there are no barbarians any longer. Now what's going to happen to us without barbarians? Those people were a kind of solution. Alone with the Goddess by Linda Gregg. The young men ride their horses fast on the wet sand of Parantriktis. Back and forth, 
with the water sliding up to them and away. This is the sea where the goddess lives, angry, her lover taken away. Don't wear red, don't wear green here, the people say. Do not swim in the sea, give her an offering. I give a coconut to protect the man I love. The water pushes it back. I wade out and throw it farther. The goddess does not accept your gift, an old woman says. I say perhaps she likes me and we are playing a game. The old woman is silent. The horses wear blinders of cloth. The young men exult their bodies, not seeing right or left, pretending to be brave. Sliding on and off their beautiful horses on the wet beach of Parantritis. Welcome to our Koreatown studio, to the historic hotel here in this part of Los Angeles. Thank you. You are, um, this is Deborah Chumro. Hi. Uh, in addition to being our producer, you are also a very accomplished and very well-trained actor. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, poetry isn't necessarily something that you read a lot of, but, but tell me a little bit about your experience in reading these poems. Uh, so... Last week we were, oh, what do we do this week? What do we put out this week? And, uh, and you read it to me. And I just thought to myself, like, ah, oh, if so many people could just understand how relevant uh, both of these are, both of the pieces are. I sit back and take a look at text and dialogue and all that stuff all the time, but... I feel lucky when something speaks for itself and I don't have to do a lot of work. I kind of just get to, it's like... T tell us about that. Like what kind of work are you talking about? What kind of speaking for itself do you mean? It's weird. It's like the, the concept of, of driverless cars. Mm -hmm. like, the, like the way people think about how awesome it would be to just like drive a car, but then the actual thought is like kind of like, oh no, I can't do it with this 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 beautiful text when you find it as an artist as an actor i think it's like that dream coming true hmm. an actual like i i honestly don't have to do a lot of work i get to just read it and um hmm. and then and then i get to read it again and then i get to read it again and there are all these things that kind of sort it, of just and the first one you you read the first one that you went into was the the waiting for the barbarians yeah um so I'm interested because uh, it sounds a little bit like you mean you don't have to put anything into the poem. Yeah. The poem gives. Yeah. Right. There's this story about Aaron Copland, mm -hmm. the, the composer. The music. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Who uh, yeah. who was conducting a piece that he composed uh -huh. live on the radio, and this was from a professor of mine, Marie Howe, told this story about how the great woman. Great woman. The, the music would start up, and and after a few bars, he would he would you know, rap on the on the podium and he'd say stop 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 and eventually he said you don't have to put anything into the music you don't yeah. have to put any emotion into the music the emotion is in the music, the music. Yeah. and that sounds a little bit like what you mean and and yeah. so is that different than acting sometimes acting you feel like you have to put the context or the importance into it uh sometimes when it's bad writing mm -hmm. or bad direction mm -hmm. or if i'm not trusting myself as mm -hmm. a person mm -hmm. and as an actor yes absolutely 
but um, with this again I think I, I don't know why the image of the driverless car keeps coming up maybe because it's mm. this thing that's going to happen but 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 like being on a train you know you might take the same train or the mm. same bus or the same route every single day mm -hmm. and it's always going to be the same thing mm -hmm. but you get so many benefits from like observing it differently mm -hmm. and um yep. i think yep. I, I, I don't i don't feel af like like afraid i don't feel like i need to put stuff on it because i just i read it and it's like all these things just unlock mm -hmm. because of obviously great writing and how it's structured but um i, I definitely know that a lot of people yeah. especially when they read them just on the page rather than out loud think of poems as like uh, combination locks they have to figure out mm. But this metaphor, the driverless car, the train, or the journey, you, yeah. you get taken somewhere, yeah. is an interesting one. And, and um, I mean, you're spe speaking most specifically about waiting for the barbarians, but, but tell me a, a little bit about the Alone with the Goddess. Like you, when we were going over the, the poems to choose, you had an uh, immediate yes. reaction. Yes, and I did because, to me, I, I think both of the poems have all of these voices you don't know exactly who well a couple of them you do there it's like the old woman says right we mm -hmm. know that that it's the old woman or i do this thing so then you are then the person i i, I give this thing for my lover i you know mm -hmm. but um there are there are many voices in this one and there are many voices in the barbarians mm -hmm. and you feel like, at least as an actor, mm -hmm. right? It's not good to have like a million, you have to have your voice, mm -hmm. right? It's, it only serves it better if it's your voice. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, uh, uh, I, I think that you, you can't choose. It doesn't let you choose. Mm. And I think that's great and awesome because then you have to go through this journey of mm. looking at all of these things mm -hmm. in both of the poems. That's why I, I had read her other stuff and I, I thought it was beautiful, fantastic, great, wonderful. But that one, along with the barbarians, I thought, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I can't, I, I can't let myself off the hook mm -hmm. as an actor because I, I want, I want to have a side or a perspective or a I have to make actor decisions or whatever, you know, sure. but I, I couldn't. I would make one, and then I would have to make another one, and then I would have to make another one, and mm -hmm. I have to make another. It's yeah. great. Uh, a little bit. I know that some people um, feel like the 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 way to answer a poem is to summarize it. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that's a, a response to anxiety hmm. about about knowing enough or not knowing enough. But existence, I know meaning. What does it mean? <laughs> totally, Why am I here? Totally. What's what, going what does on? it mean? What does it mean? Is the yeah. big question, and, and to be able What's to summarize. Yeah. Way to be able to summarize that in a sentence relieves that anxiety about standing in front of something that 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 they see and, and affects them. And so the metaphor that you're using a lot about journey and about not being able to to settle on something but having to go through it mm -hmm. um, as the poet intended. I was thinking you're a yogi as well. Yes, I am. And I and I was thinking uh, the other day when we were going through a new sequence about how. To a certain extent, a poem is a lot like a yoga sequence, mm -hmm. in that it's a it's a thing that you go through with your breath, mm -hmm. uh, in an order that is designed or hoped to 
move you from one place to the other in a deliberate order. Um, Word Machine, the title of the podcast, of course, is in some way referencing the idea that that you know poets arrange words in a sequence for a reason to take you on a journey. So I'm I'm super excited to hear that coming out from you. So uh, one of the things I always tell every person that I talk to about poems is that they need to read them aloud. Mm. And I think people are very self-conscious around that. Are they saying it the right way? Are they? And so I always tell yeah. them to read it aloud in, in uh, a room by themselves. Mm-hmm. And so as somebody who has spent a lot of time finding voice and intention mm-hmm. in text, um, do you have any advice for people reading it aloud to themselves in their bedroom uh, that you think would help them yeah. get somewhere better? To do it, I think. We talked about what makes a writer a writer's writing. And what makes an actor an actor is action, motion, reaction, all that stuff. And I still struggle with it. Like I'm still trying to figure out how to read it the right way. But there, but there's no like right way. You read it, and then, and very much like yoga, very much like any art form, it it just has breath and life, and it just keeps going because you keep doing it. And that it is not a destination, but it is actually like an entire journey mm-hmm. and a life force, all of that, that stuff. And all that stuff has motion and, mm. and, and, and doing, yep. you know. So. Um, absolutely. The motion being, the journey being not where you start and where you end, but how you m- move. Yeah. And so wherever you are, you, you can move. Wherever you get to, it doesn't matter as long as you're moving there. Yeah, and interesting. A small thing too. It's mm-hmm. kind of big, but uh, <laughs> it's. The, I think that quiet little voice, like depending on where you are in your life, mm-hmm. ask yourself if you want to actually say it out loud. Mm. I think. Mm-hmm. No, I, I've certainly had that experience. I'm sure you have, and, have as an actor. Yeah, but. and then read until you want to say it out loud. Mm. Like find whatever. Like, sit there on the internet with this, like, blinding screen or whatever, mm-hmm. find whatever poetry or whatever story or whatever article, and then the thing that makes you go, ah, and you say it out loud, and then you go, ah, now I can, mm. you know? Yeah, no, totally. It's, it's... Search until the thing that you see goes, that's what I want to, that's the thing I want to say out loud. Mm. That's it. Bam. That's, that is exactly it, because it's out there. Mm. Because we're not alone in our thoughts and we're not you know mm-hmm. like we're revolutionary but not not so much in our thinking that we are that that alone so uh alone <laughs> so <laughs> tell me goddess. just a little bit about alone with the goddess yeah um in addition to having a a challenging place name in it hmm. um there was something immediately that spoke to you about it or or spoke through you mm-hmm. from it um is there a little bit that you could give us that you think is, is like, are there lines in particular? Like, I, I watched you when you were reading it, and there was a moment where you're like, this one. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I want to say the title. <laughs> I mean, mm. just, just I, not to judge a book by its cover, but really, like, the title was just the concept of, of, of being alone with something that magnificent. Mm. But that 
we are alone with something that magnificent all of the time. Mm. But when we like allow ourselves to to actually be alone, and I think it's again I, I tie it into the first one because it's asking these questions: Why? What? What's? What's going on? There's something um, like a rumbling and upsetness, uh, disquiet. Some, there's something. As Lucy Brock wrote, used to say, uh, "There's a trouble in your mind." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trouble in mind. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I think that, and then also just like in the, like, like not in the abstract, but like really pulling it out, uh, what would that be like? I remember a long time ago watching, uh, what is it? Kevin Smith's Dogma. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, you can't hear God because if you did, your head would explode. Well, that it would explode. That and reminds you're me of not your ears are not ready to hear what he actually has to say, or even the universe. Really, truthfully, if you got that close to the sun, you just couldn't even. That reminds me of of, of Rilke's doing you elegies there. Yeah, so yeah. If the angel oh. were, were to step down from God. his <laughs> celestial orders toward me, my my heart would expire. Yeah. In the presence of his greater existence. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. No, yes. I, I definitely think the title <laughs> alone with the goddess or goddess is 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 a challenge. Like I get it. Yeah. I, I think it's a real challenge. Yeah. Um, Thank you for having me, and uh, I'm excited for the next <laughs> so, uh, two that you put out, or three. Ooh, Twelve. Stay tuned. <laughs> so uh, our last guest reader, Yago Kukura, yeah. mm -hmm. I asked him to say the word, say the, the, the title Word Machine mm -hmm. a couple different ways. I'm going to ask you to do the same if you could. Okay. Any way you want, however you want to interpret it. You can do it in a funny voice. You can do it in a emotive voice. You can do it in a interesting voice. However you, however you prefer. Word machine. 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 